Are you a Christian writer or author? If so, I want to invite you to join me at the Kingdom Writers Conference email marketing edition, a free one-day virtual conference to help writers unlock the power of email marketing to generate book sales without feeling salesy or sleazy. And instead, you'll create authentic relationships and you know we're all about authentic around here. Join CJ and Shelley Hitz hosts of the Kingdom Writers Podcast and founders of the Christian Book Academy. The conference is just one day with eight speakers, so you don't get overwhelmed. And I am speaking on seven ways to get your followers to join your email list. The link is in the show notes, so be sure and sign up now so you'll be ready when the conference starts on March 9th, 2023. Join us. Do you ever get stuck when it comes to marketing your book or potential book? (laughs) You're not alone, my friend. After I published my first ebook, I struggled with how to present it in a way that wouldn't seem like I was touting myself or bragging. I was fearful what people would think of me. She's always talking about herself. Who does she think she is? Why does she have a book? Why is she doing this? What is she trying to prove? These were all thoughts that went through my mind. And chances are many of you listening struggle with this too. Christian writers feel deeply called to their craft, but when it comes to marketing, they start to shrink and almost lose confidence in everything they built. This is when it's time to own the fact that you were called to do this and indeed it will involve promotion. This is where author, speaker, and entrepreneur Shelly Hitz comes in. She's been mentoring writers since 2010 inside Christian Book Academy. She's a terrific entrepreneur and has built a business on book writing and coaching others. And I asked Shelly to come on the show and just share some of her marketing tips that have worked to grow her business and translate that into how you writers and potential authors can market your own books and possibly flesh that out into a business. Because after all, it is the business of selling books. Keep an open mind here. Stay with me. Inside Christian Book Academy, Shelley helps aspiring authors to write words that will outlive you, self-published books that fulfill your calling, and reach more readers with your message inside. Shelly and her husband, CJ, have often been called pastors for writers and together create a powerful team to help you accomplish your God-given goals. They host the Kingdom Writers Podcast. This episode, I'm so excited, y'all. It's packed with practical tips and wisdom, and you can plainly hear the excitement about running a business and marketing books in Shelly's voice. And if you don't come away charged up and ready to market your book and stretch your potential, I'll be very surprised. And now, listen in. Welcome to Authentic Online Marketing with Ruthie Gray. Growing awareness for your blog, podcast, book, or product involves more than dancing to reels and yelling, buy my thing. This show models quality over clamor so you can put your spin on your message and market in a way that feels authentic to you because nobody wants to sound like an infomercial. And now here's your host, Ruthie Gray. 
I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Shelly. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. And it's so fun to reconnect after all these years. Yes, Shelly and I sort of know each other. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I started I started following you back in 2015 and joined your training, joined your training for how to write a book. You had such a fantastic way of explaining how to do it simply so that and quickly so that you could just get a simple 10,000 word ebook out there and I did it and that was just such an amazing experience. Yeah, that's so exciting and I know we're celebrating our 8th member anniversary of the academy this month so it's been 8 years it's hard to believe but we now teach that in Christian Book Academy but also have a separate workshop procrastination to publication that's specifically on the ebook side but I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> you have and it's just super practical kingdom-minded, there's a bigger picture, and I just love all that you stand for. Today, we're going to talk about unlocking business growth with book marketing tips, which may not be on a lot of authors and writers' radar right now, but you do have to market a book. So it's sort of like you have to be kind of business-minded, right, Shelly? <laughs> Right. I always say, you know, you give birth to the book and just like giving birth to a baby, the birthing process is pregnancy and birthing, typically nine months, and then you parent for the rest of your life. It never stops. So you have that initial burst of the writing and the publishing and giving birth to this book, and then you have the marketing. And and, and it's, it also is true with a business, right? You can have a business idea, but then it's always ongoing marketing or else the business will eventually die out. So it's a stewardship thing and not to feel heavy or not to feel guilty or anything, but to be like so excited. Like I get the opportunity to steward this message that God has given me to impact lives for eternity. Yes. And I would say many of our listeners and clients are writers and authors or aspiring authors, probably 75%. And they struggle to market their books. They just don't know how. We're going to talk a little bit more about how you can cross that bridge and how you got into running a business and seeing it as a business too. Let's talk about when did you first become passionate about entrepreneurship? You were an author first, right? Yeah. So I was thinking about this and my previous career was as a physical therapist. And I think I already had those seeds of entrepreneurship in my job as a physical therapist. I worked at a, spe a special location just by myself and I kind of ran that clinic with Whirlpool Corporation. So I was on site there. I would create programs for body mechanics and lifting and I would go out and do job sites and I would create new forms. And I was always thinking and creating and doing new things. And that's what an entrepreneur does, right? We create oh, yes. something from nothing. And so I think I already had those seeds planted when I was in my physical therapy job. But then we were missionaries in Belize for two years. And during that time, I also did that. I used my physical therapy degree and you know did ministry and worked with children with disabilities. But I was creating programs. I was training people. I was doing things that make something from nothing. And when we came back from Belize, we were like, oh, man, this sparked something in us. What are we going to do? And we, we loved having our own time freedom, you know, working together, my husband and I. And actually, it started 
in Belize a few months before we left, I stumbled across some training on how to write a website that attracts people from the search engines. And I started my first website actually in Belize. And so that was 2004. I actually started some of the entrepreneurship before I published my first book in 2008. Okay. And I remember starting my website way back before I met you and thinking, man, this is really hard. I can't imagine writing a book. But at the same time, (laughs) I had all those sparks too. So I know what you're talking about. It's like those juices start flowing, don't they? Yes. Now I have like written and published myself over 50 books with my husband. Mm -hmm. It's been over 70 and created, I don't even know how many programs and, you know, trainings and things. God just made me to be prolific and to be a teacher and to share the experiences that I've been, even my testimonies and things like that. It was really something that I believe was in my DNA way back when. And it eventually has uncovered more and more and more that God made me to be an entrepreneur. Right. And so you just looked at those threads and you saw what sparked you and then you just went with it, didn't you? Yeah, just one thing at a time. And I didn't wait until it's perfect. I didn't wait until I had all the plan. I think that's one of the things we can do is we just sit around thinking, oh, I need to know exactly what's going to happen and how it's all going to work. And my friend Shay Bynes from Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur says, God can't direct a parked car. (laughs) And so sometimes we just need to take the first step he's shown us and do the thing he's shown us. And then he'll show us the next thing and the next thing or the next thing will be revealed as we are in the midst of obeying. And just that act of obedience of doing the thing imperfectly without all the answers, without all the knowledge of how it's all going to turn out. And that's basically been the life of my business, just doing one thing at a time and it keeps building on each other. That's right. And I hear the excitement in your voice and the more you talk about it, the more excited I get because (laughs) we share the same passion. It's something that I tell our people over and over again, do it. Do the thing that you've been told, do the thing right in front of you, and then you'll know the next one. You can't know A, B, C all the way to Z. Right. (laughs) It's, It's a total leap of faith when you know that God is in it and God is in your book and what you stand for, you're kingdom minded. He's going to lead you. He's not going to leave you just laying out there in the dust. So tell me this, when Christian female writers and authors come to you, What is their biggest hang up about running their own business? One of the things, and and it kind of ties into what makes marketing hard. But I think for me, my audience, your audience are faith-based Christian women, men. And I've heard it over and over again, because I've been mentoring authors now for 13 years. One of the things that keeps coming up is I don't want to appear prideful or greedy. I think that sometimes we see the worldly ambition or, you know, the worldly gain of Mm -hmm. like being ambitious and and reaching all these goals and making this money and, and we see it as bad, right? And we have this mindset that if I take these gifts and this calling and these desires that I have, and I just start going for it, people are going to say, whoa, this woman is greedy. She is prideful. She has these issues because she's putting herself out there, right? She's doing all these things. And I've had people actually make those assumptions about me, but 
at the end of the day, what I personally have to always come back with is this is between me and the Lord, right? This is a gifting, a calling he's given to me and who, who much has been given, much is required, right? And it is not between me and that person that is judging me. They are judging me and that's between them and God. <laughs> what I do and the actions that I take are between me and God and God knows my heart. He knows my motives. And yes, sometimes I get off course, right? Sometimes he has to course correct. But I believe that we are to let our light shine, like Matthew 5 says, and be not for our own glory, not for our own gain, although we are to earn money. It is good to earn money, but it is so that people can glorify God in heaven. And I just think so many times we just shrink back and we hide because we are afraid of what other people will think of us. Amen. You said it so well. What a profound statement. And you even quoted Matthew 5, which is Matthew 5, 17, I believe is the right verse is let your light shine before men so that they can see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And that's my verse for the year, actually. I've admittedly made it known to my listeners that I am writing a book this year. And I did that so I'd be accountable. But part of that is the bigger picture of letting our light shine. And in order to do that, We have to fund those resources. So you do have to sell some books. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) It's okay to promote yourself in the name of the Lord if you feel like you have been called to do this. And it's good. I saw a quote, I think it was last week that said, you don't have to explain your calling to everybody. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, I think we live in such a culture where everyone knows everyone else's business, right? Because of social media, because of all the things. And even when you think you know someone, you don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. And, you know, those people that are judging me, they don't know. They don't know the blood, sweat and tears. They don't know how many hours I spend just in prayer and, you know, with God. And I don't need to explain it to them. But I do have a calling. I do have a gifting. And when I stand before God one day, I want to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. You took a little and you multiplied it with my presence, with my power, with my spirit. And many lives were impacted as a result. Yet another powerful statement. And I was just reading this morning about the servants who hid the one hid his right. talent. He just parable the talents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is definitely a God ordained conversation <laughs> today. I'm just seeing so many signs that this is something that was supposed to happen. A conversation that our listeners and the authors and potential authors out there need to hear. So, what are your top three tips, Shelley, for running your own business? Let's talk about your business and how can these tips relate to book marketing? There are so many things I could share. You know, I've been a full-time entrepreneur since 2011 and, you know, it's been rough. It has been tough. I always use um, Galatians 6, I think it's 19, that you will reap a harvest if you don't give up. I think one of the biggest things I see, especially with writers, is that we just give up too soon. We get discouraged. We don't see the results we want when we want them. And I get it. I'm in it right now, too, of just some of the things I'm doing. And it's like, Lord, I want to see the results faster. And yet he's like, 
patience, my daughter, (laughs) patience. (laughs) And I think if I could just say anything to any one of you, stay connected to the vine, stay connected to God. We recommend doing business meetings with God, which are, you know, having him lead and guide you in your business, but to not give up too soon. It's like the meme that I see um, floating around often where the the miner is just a few feet from the gold or the diamonds and he turns around and gives up. (laughs) Mm. You know, I just think that happens so often. But lately, I just feel like God has been helping me just to see the big picture better. And I didn't create this. I've heard this from several different people. But there's a five-step marketing strategy that I think it's good to just be reminded. When you're in business, (laughs) we can get stuck in the weeds. And it starts with attract. We're attracting new people, new readers. And then we can engage. Typically, that's going to be through our email list where they're signing up for a lead magnet, something of value. We're engaging them. And then we nurture. Nurture is what most people think of as marketing. So nurture is your blog, social media, you know, podcast, email marketing, you know, all those things. That's, you know, typically nurturing those that you have already connected with. Now, sometimes, yes, we can find new people on podcasts. We can find new people on social media. But typically, the majority of that work is nurturing your current audience. And then you have invite. This is another step I find my audience has a hard time doing. (laughs) The call to action to actually buy something from you. A lot of times we beat around the bush and we assume they know that we have a book or that we have a business or what we offer. And we need to actually share with them. What are the benefits of working with me or reading this book or, you know, that you even have a book? Sometimes I go to authors websites and I can't even find where their book is. (laughs) And then the final, uh, the final stage is to delight. So you're delighting your readers to where then they want to share word of mouth. But the thing I really wanted to share in this is the attract stage. So this is where I think that, you know, I struggled for many years and it's, you know, finally just making sense. But with the attract, this is where, you know, you're using either ads. So paid ads for authors, Amazon ads is what I recommend, or you're using SEO. So search engine optimization, it can be on a blog, on Pinterest, on YouTube, where people are searching for you and what you have to offer for what you share. And they find you that way. That's how I first started my business. Or you're using collaborations. So like what we're doing today, Ruthie, I am collaborating with you. You're sharing me with your audience and new people are going to hear about me, maybe find out about our Kingdom Writers podcast, you know, different things we have going on and connect with me. So I think that many of us, when we're in business, we get in that content creation grind, right? Or the wheel or the nurture phase. And we just think, I've got to do more social media. I've got to do more blog posts. I've got to do more content, content, content. Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. in reality, I think there's some of you that just simply need to move back a couple of steps (laughs) to the attract phase and say, okay, what am I doing to attract new readers, new people to my business? And that's through the ads, the SEO, the collaborations. In the beginning, I did group promotions for our books. And I would organize these and we'd get a bunch of authors together. And we would all lower our book maybe to 99 cents or something. And it was amazing. And it worked really well. And then when I was kicking off my business for mentoring writers, I did a telesummit. It was way back in the day, 2012, I think. (laughs) And it was all about Facebook marketing for authors. I gathered some of the experts of that 
time, nobody knew who I was at that time, but they almost all said yes. And it really kicked Mm -hmm. off that part of my business. And now in the last few years, I've been doing our Kingdom Writers Conference. And that's another form of collaboration. But for collaboration, you could simply do podcast interviews, you know, guest blogging. There's so many things you can do. But how are you attracting new readers? And if you're not ever attracting new or new readers, or if it's a very slow process, then your business is going to grow slow as well. For sure. Those collaborations. I think that a lot of times writers, we're a little hesitant because yeah. we want to get our book out there. And, and we're afraid that if we collaborate, that it's going to take away from the time that we need to promote our own book or our Maybe our audience is going to go for somebody else with their book or whatever, but that is a scarcity mindset. We have to break past that. Once I got past that kind of mentality years ago and started reaching out to people and accepting collaborations, that's when my business grew. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. And the thing is, marketing is all about relationships anyways, for someone to grow to know, like and trust you. And then when you have these other, you know, relationships with, you know, people you're collaborating with, it's just another layer of that. But what I find, especially with writers and with authors If you write in a specific genre, even if it's a very specific thing like I do with self-publishing and book marketing, if I recommend other publishing books or other marketing books, you know, people are going to typically buy more than one book on a topic. If they're really interested in it, they're going to be like devouring in, in, in fiction novels. You think, oh my goodness, like they can't keep up really with the demand. But even with nonfiction or Christian devotions or Bible studies or whatever you're doing, like people that are interested in your book are going to buy multiple books on that topic. I really believe it. But even if you're not writing books and you're in business, there are ways that you can find people that really complement what you do. Like you don't have to invite your direct competitor, right? <laughs> like the exact person that does the exact <laughs> yeah. same thing as you do. Like Ruthie, you and I do different things. And yet we serve a similar audience. And so mm-hmm. like you can collaborate with people that are complementary to you. And I've even collaborated with people who do the very same thing that I do. But what I believe and what I've seen is that the people who are meant to be with you, the people that are meant to follow you, they will connect with you. They will find something in you that they want more of, and they will continue that relationship with you. I think even like our conferences, it gives people a taste of many different people. And then they can kind of pick and choose, like, who's the person I really resonate with? Who do I want to go that next step further with? And a lot of people that attend our conferences don't ever sign up for our academy, but that's okay. You know, we know that the ones that are right, and that's one of the prayer requests that we pray almost every week is that the right person at the right time buy the right book or join our academy, you know, but at that, it's the right person at the right time. And it is all in God's hands. He has it. He's orchestrated it. And so once we come to grips with the the collaboration and and networking, because you can't do this by yourself, then he's going to show us those next steps that we talked about earlier, where we don't know what the next step is. And I want to talk about your Kingdom Writers Conference in just a second. But briefly, can you sum up your best three tips? 
Yeah, I just mentioned not to give up too soon, you know, to keep going. And I don't know if that if I actually did three tips, but I also just shared the five step marketing process, which is attract. Mm -hmm. How are you attracting new people through SEO ads or collaborations, and then engage having a way for them to sign up like for your email list, to get a discovery call with you, whatever it is that you do, but typically it's an email list. And then to be able to nurture So attract, engage, nurture, there's some sort of regular content. It doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be once a month that you send some sort of nurture content out. I have one of my Academy members, her nurture content is her email list. So she sends a really encouraging email devotion or something. And her email list is so devoted to her. And you don't have to do everything, (laughs) but it could be a blog, it could be podcast, whatever it is that you're doing. And then to invite the third thing is like, to actually invite people to buy your book to work with you (laughs) and to let them know what are the benefits that's copywriting. So I think to just learning more about copywriting, and how to do it in a way that's not sleazy or slimy, but in a way that shares like this is the benefit of this book. This is how this book can change your life. This is what you can learn from it. This is how you can be entertained from it. And really inviting people, being excited about your book. I just wanted to thank you for reiterating all of that because it was so good. I know that I needed to hear it again. This is a, a core foundation for marketing that I think we all can just, you know, reevaluate, maybe even on a market or a, a quarterly level, like, okay, how is my marketing going uh, on these five steps? Like, how is how is it going? Maybe you're really strong in the nurture phase, but you're not as good with the invite stage, the call to action of like, my, you know, I want to invite you to buy my book or however you want to say that. But yeah, it's such a good thing. And it's it's just a basic foundational structure that you can refer back to again and again. That's so good. And we're not going to be good at all five of those. But the goal is to work on the weak spots so that we get better. Like, especially when you said the promotion part and and the copywriting, that works our writing muscles. Marketing is not taking away from what we're trying to do. It's actually enhancing it. It's growing us and it's growing our writing. That's exciting. Yeah. And for those of you that love to write, there's many ways you can use your writing to market your books. You can write a short Kindle ebook that you run on free promotions. It's just 99 cents and it's just an impulse buy and it introduces people to your other books. You can write blog posts. You can guest blog posts. There are many, many ways that you can use your writing. Email marketing is a great, a great way you can use your writing for your marketing. So, you know, there's just so many ways that I think sometimes we get pigeon and we think, oh, I have to do podcast interviews or I have to do reels or I have to do this or that. And it's like, no, you get to choose. And yes, some things may be more effective than others, but you can test, track and tweak. That's what I always say. Like, you know, test, track and tweak. Don't give up too soon. Also work with your strengths. You know, where is your audience hanging out? Maybe they're not even listening to podcasts (laughs) and that could be a complete waste of your time. You know, is your, you know, where is your audience? But then what works good for you? And I think when you find the sweet spot is where that overlaps. And that's what I've really been leaning into, especially the last few years of like, what is the sweet spot for me and for my audience? Yeah, kind of like the superpower that we talk about a lot. (laughs) Test, track and tweak. I like that. And then you said, 
a magic word, a keyword that is going to segue us into your Kingdom Writers Conference, and that is email. I'm excited about this conference because I get to be one of the speakers and talk about getting your followers on your email list. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about it and what our listeners can receive from it? Yeah, so this will be our fourth Kingdom Writers Conference. And this one is the email marketing edition. You know, I have been working with authors for a long time. And this is something I see them resist. And I even resisted for a while in my own business. But it's been the number one way that we've sold products, books, programs, and it's it's sustainable. It works for introverts, extroverts. You know, you can use your writing to nurture people. But we are going to be hosting a free one-day conference to help writers unlock the power of email marketing to effectively grow your audience, consistently sell more books, and free up valuable time for writing. So there are so many things that you can automate when it comes to email marketing that can then free up your time so you can spend more time writing. And I think sometimes we just overlook some of the basic things that are right here that we can do, how we can use email, but it's going to be fun. And you are one of our speakers. So excited to have you share on you know how to transition your followers like on social media and other places into your email list and to grow that audience. Like we're renting from social media, but we mm. own our email list. So, you know, how to do that is so valuable. And so I'm so excited for you to share on that. Yes, me too. When you asked me, I was like, yes, email. <laughs> Everybody thinks that I love Instagram the most. I study Instagram and I right. teach it and I do like it. But what I love is email. And I also teach that. And like you said, social media is rented space. Email is your own. And there are so many fun ways to connect with your audience through email. And those are your purchasers. Those are your people. Yes. And there's this concept of a thousand fans. They say, if you can have a thousand true fans that will buy everything that you offer, or, you know, that just are excited about what you're doing, you can make a full-time living. And if you grow your email list to a place where, you know, you're gathering those people, you know, and then you have a way to reach them when you have something new to offer, you're not dependent on algorithms, (laughs) not dependent on if you have the ad spend to give, you know, you don't have to spend money to send your email on unless you've, you know, reached a certain number of subscribers, and then you're just paying a monthly fee. But it's mind blowing what you can do with email if you will just give it a chance. Amen. (laughs) So true. Yeah, this has been amazing. You have packed so many golden nuggets in this interview. I'm so excited. I can't wait to share it. (laughs) And our listeners are going to love it. And they're going to love you. And y'all follow Shelly. Shelly, where can they find you? Yeah, so you're here. So you're a podcast listener. So come over to our Kingdom Writers podcast and get connected there. And then we have a ton of free trainings for you. And we really try to keep our trainings kingdom minded. So you can find those at trainingauthors.com forward slash free. And one of those is how to have business meetings with God. So if that intrigued you, like when I was talking about that, and you're like, Ooh, what is that? That is sounds interesting. You know, go over and grab that free training. I can just see my audience now our listeners, they're clicking everything, they're clicking all the links. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Yeah, and definitely join us at the conference. Um, The link will be in your show notes. And Ruthie will be speaking. It's free. And it's it's just one day, we're making it short, sweet to the point. So you're won't get overwhelmed, eight speakers, and it's all about email marketing. So definitely check that out as well. 
Yes. And be sure to click the link in the show notes. Do it now before you go off and run your errands or pick (laughs) your kids up from school. Do it right now. Sign up so that you will have that and you can receive all these great resources. And Shelly, thank you so much again for coming. Is there anything else you'd like to tell our audience before we close? Yeah, I just want to say there's so many voices out there shouting at you what to do, what you need to do, what you should do, what you're doing wrong, trying to get you to be fear-based. What if you just decided to turn off a lot of those voices and really tune into the Lord. Lord, what do you have for me right now? What is the season for me right now? And really take Matthew 6, 33 and put it like to use in your business. Seek first the kingdom of God and then all these things will be added. It doesn't mean we'll just be sitting around eating bonbons and waiting for the money to flow from the ceiling. It's a lot of work. You know, it's still work, but that work is based upon what God is giving you to do, what he's leading you to do, hearing his voice, hearing his promptings. And these things are going to produce eternal results. Yes, you can make some things happen in your own strength. And I've done that too, you know, but when you follow the Lord and you're doing the things he's leading you to do, mind blowing. So just think about Mm. that today as you go about your day. Amen. Not only mind blowing, but exciting too. Yes. I usually say this, running your own business is both exciting and terrifying. Exactly. (laughs) And I heard someone say that fear is excitement without breath. You know, we need to breathe into it. And once we really Mm -hmm. breathe into it, we realize it's actually excitement. It's exciting. And when we're really doing business with God, we're not doing it alone. You're not doing it in your own resources. Those resources and those new people and those readers, they're going to come from the Lord. Yes, He's going to prompt you to actually do things, right? The marketing, you know, stages, He's going to have you actually do things. But at the end of the day, like we can trust that we don't have to do it all in our own strength. Yes. That's so true. And we can market our book and we can look at this as a business with God's help. Thank you so much for all of this encouragement and excitement. Shelly, thanks again for coming. Yes, thank you for having me. 